Moment of a Change podcast welcomes you. My name is Moro, and I will take you on a journey of self-exploration. In each episode, we come to share personal stories of transformation, those moments in life that changed us forever. Whether it's overcoming hardship, finding love, discovering a new passion, or making a difficult decision, these stories will inspire and captivate you. Today, we have Karen with us to share her story. Moment of change started with um, a period of feeling very bad physically. You know, I was I was young. I was um, eighteen. It started when I was around eighteen until my let's say twenty five. I felt very bad physically. So I had um, you know joint pains. Um, I had um, tinnitus. You know the the earring. I had ovarian cysts, I had dry skin, back pains. I was very fatigued also. So I would walk up uh, stairs when I was 20 years old, right? And I would just be very tired of walking up the stairs. And I was wondering, like, what's what's wrong? You know, something's off. And um, apparently, uh, I had chronic Lyme disease. You know, this disease um, from a tick. And... Other diagnoses also came to me. For example, also the HPV. This HPV virus is the origin of cervical cancer. And it goes in different stages. And these stages, they show you how deep these abnormal cells are already. Like how deep in the tissue they are. And I was in the second stage, I heard. This my gynecologist uh, told me, right? And actually, this, this virus is not very a bad thing in general. I mean, many women have it in their life, um, but they get rid of it. And they told me also, you know, if you have a healthy immune system, you'll get rid of it. So um, that's what I believed, you know? Like, I'll, I'll get rid of it like everyone else. But I stayed in the second stage and... Um, my gynecologist actually told me that if I would not operate it, if they would not remove these abnormal cells, because it was in the second stage, I would not be able to heal it anymore. Like I would for sure go until the third stage and then to cancer, right? So a lot of fear was there, a lot of um, anxiety about, whoa, there's really no option anymore. I cannot heal myself anymore. Um, but the thing is, I was living in a very bad way at those times, you know. I was living nightlife. I was working in the night also in a in a bar. And so I was sleeping in the day. There was a lot of alcohol, some drugs there also. Uh, I was eating very bad. I, I was living um, next to a pizza place, next to a fries place. And then across the street, there would be... Um, uh, kebab place, you know, so I would always just go to these places to, to eat. I would not e- even eat vegetables, no fruits, just, um, yeah, very bad. Uh, I was just, yeah, in a very, um, yeah, unhealthy lifestyle. And also mentally, I was very off. I felt uh, lost, really. I didn't know what to do with my life. I didn't know my purpose. I didn't know my passions or I didn't have the courage to follow these passions, let's say, to follow my heart or this, you know, this soul's mission, um, let's say. So, um, yeah, I was close to depression, I must say. And when my gynecologist told me that I, uh, you know, there's nothing to do, I need to be operated, I felt 
hmm, this um, resistance, a big resistance towards this surgery. Because I knew there were so many possibilities for me to heal. There were so many aspects of my life I could change for the better. So, um, yeah, also, obviously, my family members, my partner back then, my friends were really... Um, well, they were not very happy with me um, not being operated because I, I refused, you know. I was like, no, I will not get the surgery because I really believe I can heal. Um, but yeah, a lot of pressure, right? Because, okay, time pressure, I'm going to go towards cancer here. Um, like, yeah, I need to heal now, here and now. So... Um, I went very dedicated into this healing journey, very, let's say, a bit um, obsessive also. So for two years, um, I was obsessively controlling my, my food. I, was, uh, I went two years of completely vegan, gluten-free, uh, sugar-free, nothing processed. Um, sh- uh, yeah, what else? Like I, did, uh, I had celery juice every day. Um, I did this Wim Hof breathing exercises, you know, in the ice baths. Herbs, you know, I looked into my um, skin products. I just threw anything away that would not be edible. <laughs> so I only would use oils that would, like sesame oil that, or coconut oil that you would be able to use also. I, I just um, wanted to detoxify my life completely. But that also was um, a bit of a burden, let's say, because I, um, yeah, I, I created this prison for myself. I... Like my morning routine would be four hours and then I would just be cooking all day because if you don't eat anything processed, you know, if you go into a store, everything you see in packages is processed. So I would make everything from scratch. So I would not be able to go to a restaurant because I wouldn't know how they make their food. I would, even if friends invite me, I would have my own food with me. So I, mm, let's say I became, I, I felt better and better. My, I, like my energy levels raised a little, but still I was not happy because of this imprisonment, right? And I thought, is this going to be my life to be able to be healthy? Like, do I have to live like this? Um, so um, after these two years also, um, I went to a gynecologist again and she told me, you have to get operated. Like, There's no way you'll, you'll be healed from this. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll do it. But I felt deep down, you know, this, like I felt it's not what I should do. And, and also because of the, the horror stories actually from women, um, from a woman I know, and actually many people um, also on the internet, you know, you read about this and you see, you read all these stories about people um, who could not give birth anymore in a, in a normal way who had um, painful menstruation from that moment. And um, my gynecologist was telling me it was a very, you know, simple and quick surgery. And she didn't really tell me about the risk. So this really bothered me. And I thought, you know, also this virus that's there, you cannot just cut it away. A virus stays there a bit, you know, so... You can cut away the abnormal cells, but the virus will stay. And if you're not healed, if your immune system is just, if you're just toxic in your body, then 
this virus will stay and we'll just create new abnormal cells. And actually a woman I know, she had to be operated again and again until they just had to take out her whole uterus. So um, I felt a big resistance still, but I didn't, I was very um, much in fear because of all the things I'd done until then that didn't really work. I mean, I felt better, but still it was there. So, okay, I signed up for the surgery, but then one day before I felt like, no, I cannot do this. Really, this is this just doesn't feel right. So, um, also, I had to plan to go to India. And my intention there was to heal. I went to India with the intention to heal also in different ways. And there I didn't have that much control over my food, my nutrition. Um, also, I wouldn't be able to do the celery juice, for example, every day. I had to let go a bit of control. But my intention was to find different ways of healing. Like what's there, what else is there, you know? What else can I change for the better? In India, I got very um, passionate about yoga. And not only yoga in the, in the asanas, like the physical positions, but yoga as a way of life. And I got into visualization and um, you know, there's also, um, even before India, I also was into um, plant medicine, like ayahuasca, psilocybin, and uh, I was into herbs and into, um, yeah, like more mental stuff. But it's in India, I felt I had this moment of change. And it was during meditation, actually, a very powerful meditation where suddenly... So I was focusing on my cervix, to heal my cervix, right? And suddenly I was overwhelmed by this feeling of sadness, of how I've been hating this virus and how I've been fighting it so much. And I created so much resistance there to this virus and to all these symptoms in my body that it persisted. And that's when I understood this sentence of resistance is persistence, right? And suddenly I felt so much love for all my symptoms and especially this virus because that I felt was this loving guide towards healing. It was showing me where healing was possible. And I suddenly felt that if I just accepted this and I just listen to these symptoms, instead of, you know, looking, uh, researching all these books about nutrition and uh, following theories and this morning routine very strictly, very controlled, I would just listen to my body more and experiment, but with an openness and with gratitude for everything that would come up. Because it's only showing me, it's teaching me more about my body and more about what what is right for me and what's not. And this is so personal. Like this is completely different for everyone. And I felt such a relief there. In wow, so if if I go back to Belgium, back to my gynecologist, and she's, she sees that it's still there, this virus, these abnormal cells, that's okay. Because then 
there's just something I'm overlooking, which is fine. I'm healing anyway. I've, I've come from, you know, very bad lifestyle. I changed so much already and so many things in my body already change also. I feel it. I feel I'm getting more healthy. So, you know, these are normal cells. Yeah, if they're not gone now, then later, right? And if not, I'll just keep on going, but with love and not with this pressure and not with this time pressure also, because we're, we're, um, um, we're taught that, for example, cancer, you know, it's, it's there suddenly and you have to get rid of it now. But cancer is something that, that it's already in your body for such a long time. And it, actually everyone has cancerous cells in our, in our bodies. So you have time and just explore explore all the possibilities like how can you change your life for the better how can you become more healthy and i felt also there yeah there's such a pressure of my shoulders then of seeing these ailments these diseases as a guide you know a loving guide it's not a punishment also like we, we see our diseases as punishments or um, like, ah, oh, my body's not working in, in a good way, in the way I want it. But I believe, you know, it's very, very difficult um, in this world to be healthy. We are overloaded with um, toxins, with hormones, antibiotics through food, through our water, um, heavy metals, you know, the air we breathe. Um, there's radiation, our sitting lifestyle, stress. It's... Um, all quite poisonous in like combined, you know, so we should not be surprised of chronic disease and of cancers. Um, we should just give our bodies what it needs to compensate this. We should just nurture our bodies and listen to what it tells us to know what's nutritious for us and what is not. And not only in food, but also, and that for me was a big one, in how to live your life and how to spend your time and your energy. Because I finally found the courage also in India to really live my mm, passions and to follow my heart. And before I did not have that courage. And once I did that, once I spent more time doing the things I love, you know, dancing, singing, making music, these type of things, and just embodiment, anything that has to do with my body, I would find this pleasure there and that in itself feels so healing, just joy. Um, and not only joy, but also gratitude for also the bad moments and the negative thoughts we see as negative or the, the more difficult emotions, you know, they're just showing us and a very important uh thing for me here was also humor and just seeing everything in a light way not taking ourselves too serious you know because that's also what created my prison there and um that i would say was a very very big change everything i did before was already healing was already con contributing to my health it's just that this moment of change in mindset, I feel, was the last thing necessary to create this momentum of everything else also exponentially being of benefit for me. So when I came back from India, right, 
uh, I remember this moment, my mom asked me like, please go to the gynecologist again as soon as possible. I really want to know if it's gone or, or not, you know? And I remember telling her with this confidence, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm healing already. And, or if it's not gone now, it'll be gone later, whatever. And I was surprised by my own confidence and my own acceptance there. And she was also surprised, like, okay, huh? Weird that you're not worried. And um, yeah, I didn't even go to the gynecologist that quickly because I felt, yeah, I mean, whatever. I, I don't really mind. I feel I'm healing, so it's okay. And then after some months, I did go. And uh, my gynecologist called me. And she said, I don't know what you've done, but there's no more ovarian cysts. There's no more abnormal cells, and even the virus itself, the HPV, is gone. It's all gone. There's nothing there anymore. And people have been asking me, so what about this chronic Lyme disease, you know? Like, what's, what's the status there? And I tell them, I don't even care anymore. I mean, I didn't go to a test anymore because I feel there's no more symptom. I'm, I'm free of symptoms. I, I never felt better than now. I changed so many things. I learned so much about health in general, but also health for me. I know my body so well now, and it's very clear, very obvious now for me. If I do something, for example, if I drink alcohol again, which I mean, I wasn't, I'm not very, I'm not against alcohol in general. I'm not saying I don't drink alcohol anymore, um, but I almost don't <laughs> because now I feel when I do this, I feel the impact on my body and not only physically, but also mentally. Like I have more dark thoughts, you know, I have more self-doubt there and I just don't feel like it's worth it anymore. And you can say many people feel like this, like, yeah, I'm, um, I've been working so hard. I deserve a glass of alcohol or I deserve this um, unhealthy thing, this unhealthy habit or whatever, cigarettes. But you deserve health. You don't deserve poison, right? So I don't want to say everyone always has plenty of time, right? But there is often more time than you think. And it's important to to know this because if we believe we don't have time, we might go into pharmaceuticals again. And pharmaceuticals very often are just symptom suppressors. But go to the root. What's the root of your illness? And it also takes time to heal and be patient. It's I think it's very personal. Like you only know if you listen, you know, how much, I mean, not exactly how much time you have, but you can feel if you have time or not. And is, is this, if you feel like you don't have time, is this fear-based? Is this fear from someone else telling you you don't have time? Or do you feel you don't have time? I think it's a question of connecting to your body. Then trust is a very big one here. Trust yourself. Trust your own guidance, your inner guidance, your intuition. Thank you, Karen. And thank you, everyone, for listening to us. We would love to hear your feedback, question, or suggestion. 
you will find a direct connection with our guests on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Until next time, keep exploring, keep learning, keep growing with us.